and the Volvo lorry were displayed at the time of the incident. 3.3 The claimant asserts that as the car driven by the defendant approached the crossing, the traffic signals changed from red to green in its favour. He asserts that the car then began to accelerate towards a crossing, acted upon the reasonable assumption that the traffic signal would remain green until well after it had crossed. The claimant also began to accelerate the lorry. 3.4 The claimant asserts that as the car approached the Pelican crossing, it suddenly and without warning braked violently, and its wheels spun. The car slewed 90 degrees and came to an abrupt halt facing south across both lanes of the westbound carriageway in the middle of the Pelican crossing. 3.5 The claimant applied the brakes to his lorry, but there was insufficient time or distance for the lorry to stop before colliding with the car. The front of the lorry collided with the passenger side of the car. The car was shunted for a distance of some 20 metres along the carriageway before both vehicles came to a stop. 3.6 This version of events is corroborated by the witness evidence of Mrs H, a cyclist who was positioned on the central reservation. She had crossed the eastbound dual carriageway of the crossing, and was waiting to cross the westbound dual carriageway at the time of the incident. 3.7 This version of events is corroborated also by the witness evidence of Mr. R, a pedestrian who had just crossed the westbound road at the Pelican Crossing from north to south. He had begun walking east along the pavement away from the crossing. His attention was drawn by the sound of the Peugeot's tyres squealing upon braking, and he turned in time to see the collision. It was Mr. R who telephoned for the accident and emergency services on his mobile telephone. 4. Photos Views westbound along Fielding Avenue towards the scene of the accident. 5. The Claim 5.1 It is the claimant's contention that in breaking so hard without reason or warning, the defendant invited the collision and was wholly responsible for it. The claimant has never denied accelerating as he approached the Pelican crossing, a course of action wholly reasonable given the traffic signal had just changed from red to green. 5.2 The defendant has said that he braked to avoid hitting a brown mongrel dog that was crossing the road at the Pelican crossing from north to south. He says that he was unable to avoid impact, catching the dog with the near side of his front bumper, which impact he believes was responsible for his vehicle spinning round. Witness Mr. R has said that he thinks he might have heard the sound of an impact before the car came to a halt and before the lorry hit it, which could have been the sound of a dog being struck. Neither witness saw a dog, nor did the claimant. 5.3 Traces of brown canine hair and blood were found on the Peugeot front bumper. They have not been definitively dated to the time of the accident. 5.4 The fatality occurred to the passenger of the Peugeot. The driver of the Peugeot, the defendant in this case, was taken by ambulance to hospital, having suffered serious, though not life-threatening, injury. 5.5. The claimant was hospitalised for one month after the accident. He has been unable to work since, and although his appeal is pending, he has no prospect of resuming driving work in the foreseeable future. He is seeking compensation for damage to health and loss of earnings. 6. Analysis and Opinion 6.1 Accepting the location has remained unaltered, there is no other physical evidence at the location from which to determine the exact series of events as they unfolded. 6.2 
Having analysed police records and attended the scene of the accident, it is this investigator's assessment that at the moment of impact the Peugeot was indeed stationary and skewed across the carriageway, and the lorry was travelling at approximately 38 miles per hour. 6.3. Regardless of the question of its admissibility as justification for the accident, the defendant's claim that he braked to avoid a dog crossing the road is not, in this investigator's assessment, proven. No blood was found on the road or pavement. More pertinently, in particular regard to Mrs. H., who was perfectly positioned to have seen such, no witness saw this dog. 6.4. In my opinion, a collision between a car and a dog would not account for the car slewing upon such forceful braking. More likely reasons would be an involuntary touch on the steering wheel by the driver or an error in the steering mechanism or wheel balance of the vehicle. 6.5